right, everybody, we're back. This is uh, this is an unusual show for us because it's just me and Jared. Um, this is, I, I guess, code name E O Y for end of year 2014 because this was a pretty awesome year for for the change logs. So you got me here, you got Jared here. So Jared, say hello. What's up, man? How you doing? Uh, you know, just just winding uh, it down. You know, winding it down. It's 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 almost Christmas time. You know, it's getting real close. It's a Friday, so it's an end of a good week. Um, you know, day job wise, ship some awesome stuff. The whole team's doing great. We're all preparing for um, the Christmas holiday next uh, next week, and just the new year. And a lot of things, a lot of things happen. You get sort of sentimental at this time mm-hmm. of year. You get a little thankful this time of year. And not that you're not thankful other times in the year. It's just you kind of reflect. You, yep. you, you know, you do a retrospective of of what that year was, and it's. You know, there's positives, there's negatives, there's things that, you know, surprise you and people you're thankful for. So I figured it would be good for you and I to hop on the show and just you and I because we actually had some scheduling conflicts and had some shows planned that just didn't work out. So we'll do them in the new year. I thought it makes sense for us to come on and just say hello to all of our awesome listeners and talk about what's going on with the change log, what we're doing and who we're thankful for. So so do you read, just random question, do you read all those end of year top lists? Is that something that you're into or do you frown upon those things? Uh, well, I guess. What do you mean? Do you mean from individuals or or for, or for just in general? I mean, they're everywhere. Uh, you know, the best f- top albums of the year, the five biggest mistakes celebrities made, or whatever. It seems like we always have these year end roundups. You know, the favorite this, the worst that. I will say they have a place, but I would say I read the I read the ones that are most relevant to maybe what I'm feeling. So if it's like, um, you know, top worst mistakes, you know product managers made this year i probably might read that one or mm-hmm. you know top ones podcasters you know so depending on how relevant it is to me you know i don't care about celebrities i don't i'm right. just not gonna read that um anything around what we're doing here at the change log or what i do professionally so photography mm-hmm. video coding design development ux um mentoring you know i'll, I'll probably dig into something like that you know right on top fonts you know for the year Oh, you got you, know, you got a list? UI patterns. I don't have a list myself. I know I've I've used Proxima Nova this year. <laughs> I've dipped into Helvetica even though I mean it's a staple. Anybody has to use that. Uh, I've gone to I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it properly, but but Bebas, B E B A S new. That's a good one. Nice hmm. nice um slender font. How about San Francisco? That's the new one, right? I haven't seen that one. That's uh, the new one that Apple's is releasing as a part of iOS 8 or I don't remember. So there you go. I'm I'm obviously not up on the times. I try to be, you know, tech moves fast, not just open source, right? No doubt. No doubt. So, yeah, yeah. And I I like that stuff. I dig it. I dig those lists. It kind of depends on how relevant it is. So if it's relevant, Mm -hmm. then definitely I'll dig into it. Sure. What about you? Yeah. I mean, I think it's easy to get burnt out on those things. Um, I don't. I don't usually participate in uh, like the big end of year roundups. Um, I do actually write one usually on my own site, which is a little bit sentimental. Uh, just like the stuff that I like the, I call it beloved bits. It's like the, the things that I found during that year that were they have to be anatomically digital. Like that's my, my criteria, and so I'll just like my favorite movies, uh, video games, like Mac apps, iOS apps. Yeah, that kind of stuff. So I do one, even though I'm kind of like anti that kind of thing. So I'm very hypocritical <laughs> in that way. <laughs> I like write all, one, but I don't read them. Yeah, they all suck except mine. What yeah. What about the like the we saw this recently in the Change Law Weekly, like the state of JavaScript or the state of Perl in 2014 or 2015? Yeah, those are similar to that. What about those? Yeah, absolutely. Like I think I I read that uh, the state of JavaScript in in 2015. And those are nice because obviously it's 2014 still, so it's looking forward and trying to project a little bit based on what we've experienced this year. Yeah, and that's you know there's lot, lots of insights. Of course, if it's well written, that's usually the <laughs> the uh, the X factor. So I'll give those things a chance for sure. And then if they are well written and interesting, I'll just keep going. If not, I'll kind of move on. What do you think about uh, the general population of developers out there? Do you think it's something that is? Um yeah, you think it's a norm for people to read those? Do they attract a lot of attention? Because any list sort of says, "Hey, I'm a list," yes. and you can expect X, Y, Z out of me, right? You know, 
Yeah, I mean, I think most developers have a love-hate relationship with lists. It's like we love to hate them, um, but they're also easy to write, easy to read. Um, you, you, like you said, you have an expectation. So you know what you're getting in for. And uh, I don't know, it seems like most, you know, it used to be the old saying on Hacker News or Dig or Reddit that, you know, to have a popular post, all you need is like X, you know, top Y right. in, Z, in Z. There was a formula. And, Right, and that's true because yeah, we kind of like reading those things, even though well, they're uh, they're suggest- suggestive words, so they sort of they're bait. You know, they bait you into wanting, having to, because we have to solve problems, right? We have to conclude the story. We can't just like, and the guy went here and he didn't or did not die. We right. have to sort of close the ending there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel you. That's that's kind of. Um, we did that today, I guess, to a degree um, at Pure Charity. So, I, you know, as you know, and everybody else knows, my day job is not the change log. Um, by day, I'm a a um, a fighter of justice, or sorry, a fighter of injustice at Pure Charity. Um, and we had retro today because today we did demo, we shipped. So, you know, we all it was an epic demo today. Uh-huh. You know, and then. Uh, with any epic demo, we have an epic retro, which is the last retro we'll have of this year. It's the last uh, sprint we're going to commit to for this year. So, you know, obviously there's a couple more weeks in the year, but we're done in terms of, you know, committing to, to sprints and stuff. So it's yeah. kind of neat because we got to do a retrospective of the entire year. Uh, and we had a bumpy year. We had a bumpy year in the fact, this is like way off topic of the change law, by the way, but just talk about retrospectives. Um, you know, it was, it was neat to look back at the whole year in, in its entirety and look at what happened, what changes, you know, what we did well, what we didn't do so great of, and mm-hmm. how we unified as a team. And I think it was, it was just pretty productive and pretty uh, emotionally charging because, you know, we, we saw how we had such a sort of a crappy year emotionally because our, our founder passed away in April. And then we unified as a team and a development team and a product team and all that stuff for the year. And, you know, this end of this year, you sort of come out with some joy because we know we achieved some really great high achieving goals. And I think in general, it's just good to be retrospective about that stuff. And that's what we're doing here in a sense with this show. It's, uh, as we said before, it's unusual for us to, to take this format where we don't have a guest. It's just you and I, and we're sort of just looking back at this year of the change log and, in no particular order, we got some things we want to talk about. We got some kind of high level topics that we've seen happen in the open source world. It's not conclusive by any means. It's short, just sort of like from the cuff to a, to a degree, and that's sort of what we're doing with this show here. So, um, it's the top five stories of the year. Yes. No. 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 <laughs> no. Um, I, I guess maybe we could take some turns here. I, I think I got a little rundown of a list here, but. Um, so when we relaunched the changelog in 2013, um, we established a membership, and that's grown. Um, and so I think first I want to thank uh, the members who who pay yearly to support the changelog. Um, you know, we we do have some advertisers, what we call sponsors, that support the the show, and those are really great relationships. Not just people who give us money. So we'll dig into that in a bit. But uh, I wanted to say thanks to the members that that list. And uh, whatnot has grown, and your support is is greatly appreciated because you help keep me and Jared uh, excited about doing the change log and covering the breadth and width of open source as best we possibly can. Um, I know we went out to um, Ruby Key, uh, Keep Ruby Weird this year together to that conference, and that was you know members helped make that possible by going out and being at a conference and doing some cool stuff and meeting people and stuff and just. Kind of neat too. The, a sidetrack to that was that that was the first time you and I actually met. So that was like what September, October. You mean IRL? Yeah, in real life. And we've we've had like video chat. Yeah, and video chat and stuff, but not like in real life. You know, shake hands, right. Kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Brothers don't shake hands. Brothers got a hug. Yeah, brothers hug. We, <laughs> we hugged. So yeah. So which which kind of uh, speaks to the fact that you know I'm I'm kind of the new kid on the block in the sense of I've I've been involved for just a couple of years now, but. Um, you talk about the the members and the listeners over time, and the amount of support that we receive uh, on a daily basis nowadays. I'm sure it wasn't always like that. Maybe give a give a quick rundown of 
uh, kind of where the show came from and, and maybe not like a huge history or anything, but, um, I'm talking about retrospectives, like yeah, go your, back, your, huh? your, your arc is gone you know, a long ways, right? Yeah. Well, uh, way back in the day, uh, you know, it's not that many years ago, but it feels like so many years ago, 2009, um, myself and Win Netherland, whom yeah, most know from the show, of course, and, his great work at GitHub on the API and just his contributions to open source and writing books and just giving talks at conferences. He's a great guy. Um, he and I were kicking around some ideas together. Um, I said it would be really neat to have a podcast called Changelog. I really like the name Changelog um, for a podcast. I said it would be really neat to like sort of look at open source and look at the different versions and talk about what changed and what was interesting about that. We sort of uh, morphed and evolved that idea and we really didn't have a clue that it would be what it is today i guess maybe he did maybe i did and i don't know but uh-huh. it seemed like it was a sort of a happy accident to a degree and you know uh, we did a couple shows and sort of figured out our format we got um rob pike on the show early from from the, the go team the one of the founders of and creators of the go language which is turn five this year right. um so i mean that's that sort of shows you how long we've been in this business it's 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 been kind of crazy, and we've just you know tried to do our best to shine a spotlight on what's fresh and new and open source. It's been a tagline of ours since the beginning, and we just try to do our best however we can with whomever is on the team at the time, and that team has changed over the years, to serve the open source community, and that's just mm-hmm. sort of been our mission. And you've been on board for a couple of years now. I it, if Time flies, man. I can't remember when you joined or how long it's been, but, you know... It's been great having you on this team and and now uh, co-hosting the show now that Andrew's uh, stepped into the role at at Stripe and he's got less time to do it. So Mm -hmm. um, having a co-host is sort of paramount to this show. I think it requires to a degree um, uh, a good co-host. And so it's just been great having you, of course. And that's that's sort of where the change all came from. Thanks, man. Happy to be here for sure. It seems like. Uh, one thing that we have, which I've never experienced the other side of this, is we have a great group of supporters, as you said, members, yeah. listeners, people that ping us. Um, did it did it take off immediately, or was it a slow was it a slow burn as far as uh, getting to the place that we are now of of, of people uh, who like the show and like the website? I would say, what um, some history that may not be known by everybody is that we were originally. As a site, as an entity on the web, we were on Tumblr for the longest time. And it was Mm. a love-hate relationship for anybody who's ever done anything significant on Tumblr. After a while, we definitely outgrew it. And Wynn and I both both knew that we had outgrown it. We had conjured up several different iterations of it. uh, And obviously stuff we've never shipped. And uh, when Wynn parted ways with the changelog, um, after he was at GitHub for a bit, he just wanted to focus on his work there and family and stuff. So... After he parted ways, I figured, you know, it's time for either to to kill the changelog and move on or rebirth it with, uh, with I wouldn't say much a better plan, but just maybe some structure. Uh-huh. And so we, we, I got to tear down and rebuild to a degree, but, you know, the tear down wasn't like throw away. It was sort of tear down what the idea was and uh-huh. what it what it could be and rebuild it from there and. So rebuilt the site on WordPress, multi-author platform, and uh, the membership was crucial at the first. At, at first, and you asked if it took off quickly. At first, uh, membership, the memberships took off really fast, and then it sort of tailed off, and then it was sort of non-existent for a while. Getting new, you know, new members. The, uh-huh. the members were there, and then we were still trying to figure out how we can best make the membership really work to one be a financial. Um, gain for us so we can keep doing this thing because it does cost money, you know, going to conferences and buying this awesome podcast equipment we have and serving the files. And all these things cost money or, you know, everything. Um, that was, a, that was, that was a, that's been a battle. It's been tough to, to give value back when we give every way, everything away for free already, mm-hmm. you know, so members in a sense was sort of a donation uh, and then it, it dawned on me that we can actually leverage our sponsors and turn them into partners and have them give an exclusive offer to paying members. So like DigitalOcean right. gave 20 bucks for new accounts and 
you know, you get on a list, Rackspace, DigitalOcean, I can get on a list, I don't have it right in front of me right now, TopTal is a, is a, uh, a partner as well, and that's sort of been the catalyst to make, I think, our benefits to the membership be really awesome. CodeShip, MaxCDN, HoneyBadger, RunScope, TravisCI, um, CodeBase, Deploy, VersionI, those are all partners with the changelog. We've got some kind of unusual partners too. I guess not really unusual. They're just not corporate sponsors like Ruby Tapas. Everybody watches that, mm-hmm. uh, or at least any Rubyist possibly. Uh, and we're Ruby heavy around here. Ruby Off Rails, so not Ruby On Rails. Good friend here in Houston runs that. Uh, motion in Motion for those who are doing Ruby Motion, so you want to learn that. Those are partners of ours. Elixir Sips, learning the Unix command line, scaling PHP, and... And that's that's what we've done so far to sort of give back in a way to those members who have given us financial abilities to move forward. So yeah, not to mention twenty percent off a changelog T. Yeah, that's true. I mean, who doesn't want a changelog T-shirt, right? <laughs> Throw that in there. Yeah, I was actually thinking about making that fifty. I feel like fifty would be a better deal. Oh, you know, make no d- money at all on it. I mean, why why, not, why make thirty? Just make zero. You get more people wearing changelog tees that way. That's right. So that's what I was thinking. So we'll probably do that now that we've said that. So expect, if you're a member, expect if you haven't ordered it yet, expect it to be 50% off instead of 20 because I, I think that's better. Uh, and full now access to our, our archives, too. So our front page changed a little bit. Our front page used to have pagination, and you used to be able to page through as far back as you ever wanted to go. Uh-huh. And uh, and now we restrict that. You know, I never wanted the changelog to be to have any sort of paywalls, but I figured that, you know, our front page didn't have to have pagination anymore, and figured if you were a member, you can have pagination, and if you're not, then you get prompted to become a member and support us. And I like the 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 thing right right near the button. Not to not to linger on this membership stuff too much, but I thought it was funny that right near the button where it says yes, I want to support the changelog, and that's mm-hmm. becoming a member. Right beneath that. Is a link that says, no, I don't want to support open source, which I mm-hmm. think that's what our mission is, right? To support open source. And it links to this uh, this cat that has the perfect sad face. Oh, I'm seeing that right now. That's <laughs> I don't know if anybody's ever seen that, but I like it. I think it's kind of funny. It's like, yeah. That's a sad cat, man. That's a sad cat. Yeah. Don't make the cat sad, as that's what we say around here. There you go. So you mentioned a love-hate relationship with Tumblr, and we traded that in. Now we have a love-hate relationship with WordPress. I think anything you eventually outgrow, you know? Yeah. Or, you know, there's better ways. You know, WordPress is good. I love WordPress. It's got a lot of great support. It's open source. It's helped open source become more visible to so many people. Mm-hmm. But I think... Um, it's also we, provided a marketplace for people who can do open source and you know sell some of their wares as well. Yeah, and yeah. make a living. There's people that make a living doing either themes or plugin development. That's true. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I think it's you know I I will never see anything bad about WordPress. It's great. I love it. Um, but as for building the changelog on top of it, I think we sort of keep hitting our limits with platforms, and we have bigger and better. I wouldn't say bigger and better. I would just say grander ideas that may fit better on different yeah. languages or different language platforms and right. you know that kind of thing. So and we've thrown around the possibility of building our own uh, member, you know, platform for the CMS and the membership site. Yeah, quite a bit. And uh, you know, I think to make it better, that's what's required. We could do right. it on WordPress, but you're not a WordPress developer. I'm not a WordPress developer. We sort of use. We could build it on WordPress, but we might be able to build it even better on something else. Is, the problem is, is whatever take. we build, like right now it's love-hate with WordPress, but whatever we build, It'd it's going to be a love-hate with that thing. Yep. And then we won't have a, some other guy to blame. You know, yeah. we can always blame Matt Mullenweg yeah, that's <laughs> and right. his team. But when it's our own code, and then, and then there's just no one to point the finger at, man. Yeah, then it's our own bugs. And that's all, right. All, uh, all bugs have software. That's right. Um, so sponsors, uh, thank, thanks also to the sponsors. I mean, not only the members and listeners. When we say members, we mean those who are paying members. But you know, outside of that realm of members, we've got um, umpteen thousand people who listen to the show globally. It, it always blows my mind to um, to hear from somebody from like Russia or somewhere in Europe or somewhere in Asia yeah. uh, or India or just any, South Africa. Uh, Chile, Brazil. I mean, worldwide, it's it 
you know, the internet is big, obviously, but it's still just mind blowing that it's um, you. We get the honor and privilege to be a part of something that touches so many lives that I never even knew of, and it reminds you of how small the world can be, and mm-hmm. that's, that's sort of sort of wild. So definitely thanks to everyone who who supports us and and that that sponsors too. So one way we we do things around here is. By having awesome sponsors like DigitalOcean, Rackspace, TopTal, CodeShip, um, a not an exhaustive list, uh, RunScope. Um, just thinking off the top of my head, who else has recently sponsored the show? Uh, blanking, but yeah, lots of great people support us. If I didn't name your name, it's not for any sort of reason, it's just that they help us in so many ways. We got some cool stuff that's happening in the future, the change law that we're talking about that we've got support coming from those sponsors that make it possible. Expensive equipment like video gear and stuff like that has been able to get uh, acquired. So some hints on what's coming in the future mm-hmm. um, has, has been able to got been gotten because we have their support. And so that's, that's really awesome. Yeah, just looping back around to your uh, the world being small now and, and all the support we get around the world. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, one thing that we did this year, which has worked out really well, is we started a specific repository on GitHub called Ping. Mm-hmm. So github.com slash the changelog slash ping, I believe is the URL. That's right. And that is a centralized place for um, listeners, readers, what have you, friends of the show, can come and uh, let us know about stuff. So whether it's your own stuff, um, whether it's an idea for the show, um, a project that you just started or something you need help on, looking for a new maintainer, whatever it is, um, you can open up a new issue on Ping. And um, we will look at that and we will possibly promote it, whether it be on the blog or uh, in Weekly or uh, on Twitter or all three possibly even end up on the podcast yeah. um and people have really been using that in fact we got kind of backlogged there for we a sure few did, months yeah. uh to the point where uh we needed to start work, working down the backlog but uh some really cool stuff has come from there obviously you know we're out there keeping our thumb on the pulse but there's so much open source and um you know one of the the common comments that we get is that you know our content is too specifically focused around either Ruby or JavaScript or the web. And I think that's a completely valid criticism and something that we're, we're striving uh, to make better. But one of the ways to help us make that better is by sending us content into the ping repo. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Because we look at all those things and uh, we may ask for more information or we may not feel like we're necessarily, you know, experts in a specific domain. Um, But we've had a lot of good interactions there on ping this year. And so just want to say thanks to everybody who reached yeah. out and shared their stuff with us. I know specifically um, we've had show topics come in through there. Not even people that want to be on themselves, we get those, but someone that says, hey, this would be cool. Specifically, our show on Pearl happened just completely because uh, somebody came in on Ping and said, let's talk about Pearl, and then mentioned uh, two different people that would be great guests you know, we contacted uh, one of those and put up a show. And I think in the last few months, I think that's one of been a, one of our best shows. Yeah, and, and even Ovid, who was the guest on the show of of that recommendation, he's become a friend of the show. I would I wouldn't even mind you know uh, dropping some more hints. I wouldn't mind helping him start a podcast of some sort because I was intrigued by and impressed by his relationship with Pearl over the years and just sort of his history with it. And there's an audience there. There's there's people who really you know love Pearl, and it kind of enlightened me to to this new aspect of the that language. Yeah, I think what it did was it, it opened us to a whole new community yeah. inside open source that we never really touched. I and mean, we had a little bit of help with Gabor here for a little while, mm-hmm. posting some Pearl stuff. But myself personally, um, had had never actually seen how much was out there. And yeah, Ovid, super interesting guy. I'd love to. Uh, talk him into starting the show. Maybe not even a maybe Pearl and poetry. Yeah, L- listeners may not know offline after the sh- the call ended. You know, he went and t- talked about poetry and writing with us, and he loves uh, it. I could just sit there and listen to him talk about this stuff for hours. Yeah, he's got he's likable for sure. Definitely mm-hmm. likable. He couldn't go into politics. I wouldn't doubt that. Right. 
Um, so that's that's uh, yeah, ping. I, I think we started ping this year. It was funny because originally we had ping at the changelaw.com was an email. So if you're sending email to that, don't do that. Go to the ping repo instead. Um, and if you know anybody who thought about doing it or who might do it, tell them don't do that. Go to the, the ping repo instead. Because we're trying to put a lot of this uh, sort of, I guess, inspired by GitUp, which is now not called GitUp anymore. Chad Whitaker of being open, just sort of inspired by that of not so much being an open company, but we thought that it would be best to have those kinds of conversations in the open versus closed email where um, we can at, like, for example, the one of the more recent uh, shows we might have in the future on Angular, I can't recall the issue or the names, but we might have a show in the future with a previous person who was in the Angular community, and they've recently departed, and we were able to at that person and bring them into the conversation, so you can't really do that with email. It's kind of weird, mm-hmm. whereas GitHub issues sort of are the open playing ground, and it's not just me or Jared or anyone else who's a part of the team here that changes log. It can be anyone to step in and help us fine-tune the conversation that might come from it. So that's, I love that repo and what it's done for us. So yeah. I encourage anybody who's who wants to help us cover open source better, use that repo and those issues to, to help us do that. Yeah, just to give an example of that, so this the one you referred to, this is uh, Kevin McGee, who's just a listener of the show, opened up a new issue that says, guest idea, Rob Eisenberg, keeper of Durandal. I never had to say that. Durandal yeah. JS? I don't know, we'll have to ask him that an open source JavaScript project. And his comment just says, seriously, who leaves Google's Angular project, especially now with version 2 being breathlessly debated, maybe get this guy on the line. And he links to a specific blog post by uh, this fella who is leaving Angular and has uh, apparently had a previous project called Durant... I don't know what it's called, man. Durandal? I don't know. Durandal? Um, Durandal. Durandal. Let's go with Durandal. And... Uh, he went. He went from that to Angular, Angular 2.0 stuff. Went back to Durandal. Um, interesting story. Interesting thing that's happening in open source. And um, like you said, we loop that guy in. Um, I keep calling him that guy. Let's get a, his actual name. So his name's Rob. Rob. Yeah, Rob Eisenberg. The Eisenberg effect. And we were able to just uh, at message him. You know, he came in, talked back and forth, and hopefully we'll be able to line up something. Yeah. <clears throat> in fact. Um, Kevin went on to give a list of how he would like the show to go, like should, yeah, <laughs> which was pretty cool. He framed the I, show for us, yeah, because <laughs> we, that show needs framing because we don't want to turn it into just some sort of drama, you know, thing. It needs yeah. to be very, and we don't want to turn it into a wine fest, as he says. Um, so really cool, and uh, hopefully we can put that together for him. I, I'll go on record here while this is maybe part of the topic is that the change log has never been um, about serving the trolls okay that's not what we are it's not the kind of show we are uh we will never uh be be about serving the trolls so just just that's out there if we had rob on the show it wouldn't be about having him on to bash angler it would be about getting to the root of some of the problems and i think that's that's good that might even lead us into um the conversation we recently had with yehuda and tom dale about ember because they their path and their roadmap to Ember 2.0, uh, I think, is a beacon of light of looking at what is good happening in other communities of open source uh-huh. and other software communities and implementing it in theirs. And so when you identify a problem, it's easier to solve that problem. And the only reason we would have uh, Rob on the show, Rob Eisenberg, to talk about his concerns with Angular and why he departed or whatever wouldn't be about to spread drama. It would be about to, to figure out, you know, what's the problem here? You know, what's the problem here? What what did he see as an issue, and how can that community possibly rebound and, and solve those problems? Yeah, for sure. And just inform the community, because some people are thinking, like, should I use Angular? Should I use this? Should I use that? And then it's like, should I use Ember uh, versus Angular? And that helps you make an, a more informed decision as a developer and possibly mm-hmm. even save your job. Absolutely, man. Uh Let's see what else we got on what else we got on the list here. Who else want to thank? We would be remiss to not mention a few other people that helped us out this year, especially our new editor. Yes. Aaron. Aaron, who's listening to this now, by the way, as he's editing this. So Aaron, thank you. Uh Aaron, it's funny, uh, the story behind Aaron. So I used to host a show with uh for those who are 
into design or on the design side of uh, of web development or development in general probably know a name Drew Wilson. Drew Wilson is famous for creating Pictos uh, mm-hmm. and about a zillion other projects I can't even name off because he's crazy like that. Um, and Jared Arandu uh, um, was the the person who started this blog called The Industry. Um, and then I, we did a, a, a podcast called The Industry Radio Show. And when we did that, we got an email from a guy named Aaron. And so I went back to that same person and was like, hey, Aaron, I run a different show now called The Changelog. We could really use some help because if you all noticed, those who listen to the show religiously over the years, um, the times we've ebbed and flowed has been whenever me, uh, Jared, or any other co-host or any other person that was working with me like Andrew when we were just too busy in our lives to to do the changelog every week and edit it and it's a lot of work it's a lot of time commitment and unless we have sponsors and stuff like that it's just really hard to always say yes to it even though we love it so much um so having Aaron on 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 the team helps us make sure that I'm not the bottleneck on editing so for the duration of all the changelog, I've edited every single show. And so I've been on the show, I've edited the show, or I've you know, helped edit the show, um, or helped create the show to, to a degree, because so there's lots of shows where just Wynn was the host. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's a time suck. But Aaron is great at it. So the last five shows, if you've not heard a difference, it's because he's that awesome. There you go. And so thank you, Aaron, for your support and, and making the show awesome and making it sound awesome. And we look forward to you know a deeper relationship with Aaron in the future with whatever else we come up with here because we're crazy. And then uh, I guess maybe the other person to to thank would be 5x5 Five Five and Dan Benjamin for their support. Where he, uh, I think, what was it? Was it this year or was it 2013? It was 2013. I'm trying to get my, my, my years correct here because 2013 was a crazy year. Uh, 2013, about midway through, we decided to um, move from just being just the changelog on the changelog.com to syndicate through 5x5. So we joined the 5x5 team. We moved all of our shows over there. We stopped numbering with versions, uh, some old school drama there. We decided to actually just call them you know, episode 85 versus 0.8.5. And, uh, that, that means you, that, you never hit 1.0. That, yeah, we never hit 1.0. That's a shame. Some projects never hit 1.0. Yeah, it's just vaporware. Is that semantic versioning, or what kind of versioning were you guys doing? Well, you know, we got, we got, (laughs) yeah, it wasn't semantic versioning. No, it wasn't. (laughs) No, it was definitely not. And that was the the whole thing. Like when we did the versioning, uh, the hardcore developers were like, well, that's not semantic versioning. And then we're like, well, (laughs) seriously, people actually said that? I'm not even kidding you. We've gotten hate mail about that. Not bad hate mail, but definitely, you know, haters going to hate kind of thing. Uh-huh. Um, I can pull up the email and, and quote directly if you want, but I don't think that would serve the audience any any better. But <laughs> yeah, so 5x5 five five has been great. Working with Dan has been great. Uh, he and Hattie and the team over there have, have just definitely uh, helped helped us over the years be a better show and and uh, reach a, a larger, bigger audience. And you know, So their support has been great. Uh, we've had tons of great guests all this year. I didn't, I didn't write a list of all of our guests this year. Maybe... You might, uh, Jared, have the, the list in front of you. Um, but I know we've had so many great shows this year. I think we've done, I'm going to try and guess at how many shows we've done this year. Let me scan the list real quick. We've probably done, well, that was no Black Friday. We've done from episode 117 to episode 34. So we've done you know roughly 20-some shows this year. Which is not weekly. We are a weekly podcast that does not broadcast weekly. We try. As I said, we've had some ebbs and flows, and we're not going to digress to that. But um, a lot of great shows this year. So this year started out with Jeremy Sands um, talking about GopherCast and Go and Martini. Um, I didn't really plan to go down all the people that have been on the show this year, but just lots of great guests this year we, we got to yeah. be thankful for as well. So pretty, pretty cool. Yeah, Chad Whitaker, uh, Tim Caswell, Justin Searles, Olivier Lacan. Yeah, I can never say get that, that one right. I'll say that one Thank for you. you. Yes, Olivier, of course, the epic Keep a Change Log yes. episode of the Change Log. That was an epic show. A lot of people love that show. That was mm-hmm. a, a great one. So if you're listening, go back and listen to 127. That was great. Well, that guy's just a character. Just yeah. Super enjoyable. 
and uh, had a very uplifting message, which is to keep a change log. <laughs> yes, that, that's as easy as it can be. Keep yeah. a change log. Um, yeah, some other other good names, I guess. That I, I enjoyed talking to Parker Moore. I did that one alone. Um, uh, Parker runs and took over the Jekyll Project. And right. If you use Jekyll to blog, then you know Parker. You probably uh, you're definitely using his code, of course, but. He's he's a uh, he's a cool guy as well. I think he now works at uh, Visco, which is uh, runs the app. It's the iOS app called Visco Visco hmm. Cam. Okay, yeah. Um, so he went to work there, I believe. I think he was um, like an intern of some sort at GitHub. I can't recall what his exact title was, but he was working with GitHub on Jekyll and GitHub page, and he probably still does that. I just haven't caught up with him in a while. Yeah, but that was a cool show too. Jekyll's cool. Like yeah, I missed out on that show. I I. I remember Parker very specifically because I used to watch Jekyll on yeah. GitHub like very closely. Yeah. Uh, Cause you know, back, I'm sure you guys talked about all this, but it was, you know, slowly rotting uh, for a long time. It was bad. Um, and slowly I watched, <laughs> I watched this guy swoop in and just take save the day over. And I'm like, who is this guy at first? Because he just commented on every single issue, just like hopped in there. It's like someone just decided I'm going to save this thing. And, uh, just really just gave it a, a 180 and it was pretty amazing to watch one where he got that bravado um i don't know where he got it but what i will say is that we definitely talked about that on that show so if if you're listening and you want to know more about what jared's talking about with parker and how he swooped in and took over from tp dubs or tom Preston warner as you know him from being a co-founder at github um, he talks about that there. He talks a little bit about his bravado too, where he gets that uh, that kind of character. He's mm. he's uh, I believe he's German, so he's got that going for him. Mm. Um, and I know he speaks German. Um, not that that gives you any reason to have bravado, <laughs> but that's you know he's he's got some oomph behind him. He's he's a character for sure. Great guy, and great in open source too. I think he's his he's all green on his GitHub. He's all green. I'm sure. So maybe another thing we can talk about before we uh, sign off here is something I believe Weekly started this year, did it not? Weekly, did it start this year? Um, uh, did it start this year? I don't know. I know we did uh, 29 issues. I'm thinking that's less than half of it. That's see less here. than a year. Okay, we started shipping the Changelog Weekly, which is our weekly email, August 15th, 2013. So it ah. didn't really begin this year. And... Uh, the reason why we don't have as many issues as we should is because in April on April fifth or in or around that space, I ran out of gas. Okay, and, okay. Uh, you <laughs> came thinking. in and saved the day, and we'll talk. That's a that's a good conversation too because it sort of revived this newsletter. I loved doing it, but it was like just a ton of work because I uh, need help, and you provided that help. We'll dig into what that means here in a bit. But yeah, April 5th, I ran out of gas. I had issue 30 started and never shipped it. And okay. I, I bummed me out because uh, we got lots of good feedback from the Change All Weekly. So we've got you know several thousand subscribers that, that read this thing every week. And it's just we share headlines. We share re- repos. We share the most recent issue or sorry, recent episode of the show. Mm-hmm. And we share a couple of videos. And now we all we also share some some uh, projects or mentions from the ping repo we talked about earlier. Right. So we're plugging things that happen there. So we're sort of given a way to have everybody sort of have a say so of what's what's being mentioned on there. Not a huge degree, but at least enough. Sure. And you know, ping is a is a big source of of uh, you know incoming awareness of what's happening at open source for us. And obviously, we, we watch Twitter and. The known uh, the known hashtags out there carefully and sort of curate to a degree headlines and projects and what's going on. So it's been fun shipping the Change Law Weekly. It's it's been great. Well, let me provide a little context around yeah, this, this so. burnout around this burnout of yours because yeah. uh, you shipped twenty nine episodes of Weekly in a row, which is a newsletter that ships on Saturday morning. First of all, uh, secondly, you were hand coding everything. Pretty much in HTML. I mean, it's an ERB template, um, but you know, you're inside your. What do you What do you use to write? You use Sublime Text, or you have Sublime guy? Text? Yeah. Okay, so you got your text editor open, and you're hand hand coding these things out all by yourself, 
for roughly half of, I mean, 29 weeks, that's about a half a year. Yeah. On Friday nights, right? Yeah, I would, I would collect, <laughs> so I, I had this philosophy of capture always, so I would, yeah. you know, in, in all sorts of different ways. Which we still a, use that, right. Yeah, I would email myself essentially a link I thought was interesting, and then later in the week, I would sit down and go through this entire repository of of interesting links and just kind of comb through them and create right. this newsletter based on that. And nobody can keep that pace going. No. No, it's not one person. No. Right. It was, and I would write, you know, I would write the, mm-hmm. you know, detail. I didn't just copy and paste. It was, you know, I took some intentions with that, not pat myself on the back, but I really wanted to make sure that the point of, of it was to give a clear curated voice of what's happening so almost a summary of what happened that week in open source it wasn't comprehensive but it was sort of curated based on a perspective so you sort of have that going for you but it was personal it wasn't just robotic and that was the intention of it and, and after a while i sort of burned out on uh, on being able to keep that up and then i got bummed out couldn't automate it fast enough and then took a i don't know like five month break and then you came in and saved the day for me well, let's just say the, the readers came in because, you know, we get pinged yes. all the time, not just on ping, but also via the contact form yeah. and on Twitter. And <laughs> I, we just became slowly, it's kind of like, what's that Chinese water torture where it just keeps dripping? The dripping. water dripping on your forehead? Yeah. yeah, and eventually you just can't stand it. And uh, so many people loved, you know, weekly that they just kept saying, where is it? What happened to you guys? You know, some people are mad. Some people are just bummed out. And... I also was a weekly reader. So like you said, you did the entire thing yourself. So I would just read it on Saturday mornings. So um, I was like, we got to fix this somehow. And there's just no way that the, what you were currently doing would scale. Right. Um, so I said, well, I'll get involved and I'll help bring the content in. But now all of a sudden you need collaboration tools, right? You can't just, I mean, I guess we could have had a repo. Uh, I mean, it is a repo on GitHub, but yeah. Um, you know, we could have just hand coded that same file and then just pushed and stuff, but we needed more high fidelity uh, collaboration tools, and we were already using Trello for pretty much everything else. Um, we use it for managing the podcast, like you said, the radar, where Adam emails in his uh, links that he finds. Go into yeah. a, it's a the Trello change radar. It's our open source radar. Yeah, right. Um, the podcast. Uh, we were doing some of the editorial for a while in Trello. Um, and so I'm not sure if it was you or me that said, why don't we just manage weekly inside of Trello? It was you. It was not me. It was me? Yeah, it was totally your idea. Like, this is not at all my idea. I didn't even, I mean, I knew Trello had an API and I knew we could do something with it. I just never thought to do what we did with it. And yeah. the whole thing was totally your idea. I'm not taking any credit for it at all. Uh. I'm a user right. of it. That's I was, it. I was trying to share some credit with you. No, there. I don't want any credit. It's all you, man. I mean, that was totally. I was like, really? That's a great idea. Yeah. And like you, you outlaid the idea of how you know Trello is basically based on cards and uh, titles. They support Markdown. You know, right. obviously it's got, it's column based. Anybody who uses Trello knows that we can make our own process in it. And like you mm-hmm. laid out this idea, and I'm like, we could do that. And you're like, yeah, and you made it happen. Well. I think I think it's a good idea. The code is is trivial. It's probably less than two hundred lines of, of total code to get it all going, and we still have middleman in the process. So yeah. it's not it's not rendering HTML. It's actually kind of dorky because it renders ERB, which renders HTML. But that was just <laughs> the fastest way I could get it working. Because um, I was already doing it middleman. We were I was using middleman and I was using ERB templates, not Haml templates, to create the the front end view, which ends up becoming the HTML for the newsletter so right. middleman was in there not just the middleman it was actually middleman ruby middleman yeah and so the wins are huge here so if you think about what our content is it's a series of of posts um grouped grouped posts and they're ordered and they have titles and links and content right copy yeah and that's basically what a trello card or trello is it's a list of lists that have cards each of which has a title and a description which can support markdown yeah um the big wins were like you can now comment around a specific uh card and that comment those comments are just meta right they don't actually go into the issue but we can discuss certain uh stories inside of the issue um we, we can post from anywhere you can email in stuff um they have apps so you can you know do it on your iphone or on your tablet or whatever um 
you can just drag and drop, reorder things. Uh, it just, it actually makes a whole lot of sense. It changed the world of it. I mean, like, I, I let's let's take it, for example, issue thirty four, which will ship tomorrow. Um, and when we first got on this call, uh, Jared was like, "Hey, we're going to ship weekly stuff tomorrow." And I was like, "Ah, I think we might take a break." And he's like, "Well, it's mostly done because Jared went in here and, and took care of." projects and repos there's a, a video link in there and a couple from the ping repo and i'll go in there and add some headlines and some preview text for or the editor's note and mm-hmm. call it pretty much a day and, and ship it and if it weren't for the collaboration that trello offers us to make this happen and uh, you know i would i would be behind the eight ball it, cause it's friday we're recording this on a friday at 4 p.m central standard time and it's got to ship tomorrow morning you know, right. if I had to put together what is the change law weekly myself tonight, you know, it would be back to April fifth again, and I'd be upset. Yeah, it's just not good. Right, and for me, I mean, I'll just say that using Trello in this capacity almost makes it more fun. Like, it just makes so much sense that it like reinvigorates you to want to do it because it's so stinking easy compared yeah. to anything else. Um, like like I said, I'm a big Jekyll fan, so I've been using Jekyll for my blog for years. And there is still something about, like, I don't know. I live in my text editor all day as a as a developer, so, you know, writing inside of a text editor, I like Markdown. But, um, I don't know, there's still this barrier of, like, publishing and all that that happens with Jekyll, with me. Um, I know there's a lot of tools that are out there that are trying to, you know, like, remove that friction. And provide web-based tools or mobile tools. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the time, I get ideas for my writing on the go, or I'm on the go and I want to write a little something. And the fact that I can just throw open, in the case of weekly, just throw open the Trello app and just write a description real quick or rearrange a thing, just makes me do it more often. It's really cool. So um, we have had some people who are interested in that process, and I have a blog post that's at least it's outline. It's an outline format right now. I'll be filling in the details, and we'll publish that here sometime, hopefully in January. Yeah, we'll share. Uh, I think we talked about at some point open sourcing the code too. It's not that we don't want to keep it or anything like that. It's just right. not shareable. Uh, I don't know how to describe that shareable in a good way. Um, at this point, it's sort of just hodgepodge. Just it doesn't. It's not going to make any sense to anybody else. But right, you know, we want to open up that process and share that code and share the process that that you came up with. And share some screenshots of what we do, and right. I think yeah, I, th- I think like I said the code is, is is pretty trivial. You're just using the the Trello API, and it's just a few hundred lines. It's very specific to what we're doing, but I think the process itself is novel. Yeah, and so that would be even Trello more beneficial to share that yeah, exactly. Very novel. I, I think it, it brilliant, brilliant, brilliant idea. <laughs> Honestly, and what I love most about it too is that whenever um, and if ever we you and I begin to invite others in to help curate and and create what is the Change Law Weekly or maybe even other newsletters in the future. Yeah, um, we can just invite them to that Trello board, right? You know, and boom, All they're the, you know they're an editor of yep. of what's there. And that's user to me is accounts amazing. are there commenting their label. We use labels like a draft and a yeah. sponsor labels to help generate markup. There's so much infrastructure already there. That it's like you. I just feel like we're cheating almost. Yeah, I do. I, I feel like we're cheating too because <laughs> it's so easy now. And everybody who's, who's listened to this is probably like, I want to see what you're talking about. Well, you're going to have to wait till 2015 because that's where we're going. We're wrapping up 2014. Um, we'll, we'll blog about it. Jared's got a draft in place. Please, when you write that, Jared, don't give me any credit. I, I want to just be a consumer of it. You're the creator of it. It was such an awesome idea. And I'm so thankful, too, for that because, like you said, it sort of liberated us because now the process is fun. We can drag and drop things. We can comment back and forth. Before, the process was totally behind the scenes. It was totally sort of in my inbox, and I was my own enemy. I was my own bottleneck, and it was non-collaborative, and now it's collaborative, and that's really great. So I think it's, it's just turned out really awesome. Yeah, I think the credit needs to go to Fog Creek because they yeah. they they created such a versatile tool. I mean, I use this thing for so many different use oh, cases. Yes. Who would have thought that a list of lists would be so stinking useful? Yeah, uh, and it really is. So yeah. Well, let's. Uh, we did have some other topics to mention. Is that? Do you think we should even just do a quick read of those and then call it call it a show or what? You think that's too teasing? 
I don't know, man. Your call. All right. I'll read them all real quick. Uh, this is just some topics we, we planned on maybe, because this was totally an off-the-cuff show. So if you're listening this far, thank you. It was just a, an end-of-year thanks show from us. We we love doing the show. We love the fact that you all listen to the show. We love doing the show for you and, and for the community. And so when we had some scheduling conflicts happen, we couldn't not ship an issue or another episode before the year ended. And we figured it made just, just a lot of sense to come back and just say thanks to everyone along the way that have um, helped us, supported us, you the listeners, you the members, sponsors, and everyone else who have made this show possible, just to say some thanks. But um, some topics we did write down, we weren't sure we were going to go through, but uh, I'll read them real quick here. And Feel free to stop me, Jared, if, if anything tickles your fancy. So you got Go on GitHub. That's recently. Go is now um, open source on GitHub. It's It's always been out there, but it hasn't always been on GitHub. And they turned five this year, so that's that's kind of neat, and that sort of shows the history of the change law too, because the the third show of the change log had Rob Pike on it, and that was when we first started, so that's five years old. Uh, .NET Core is open source now, which is kind of neat. We just had a show on that. Uh, also moved to GitHub, so it seems like the trend this year has been so and so moving to GitHub, and actually, if you put that search into Twitter, moved to GitHub, so M O V E D. To GitHub, you'll find all sorts of cool projects moving from XYZ to GitHub, Gatorius, uh. whatever. Uh, just uh, follow that that little search term on Twitter. You'll find some cool stuff. Um, Node.js has had tons of changes. Um, yeah. We started out the end of last year with Aaron Hammer talking about Black Friday and um, Node doing really awesome for Walmart. We ended that pretty much 2013 talking about that. And here in 2014, it's you know become you know one of the most used... Uh, programming languages out there and then here at the end of the year we've had some uh, I, I guess the last six months we've had some drama happen we've had some corporate weirdness happen some cor- corporate weird sponsorship happening that we don't want to sort of um, we're not that's not the, what this show's about but we plan to dig into some of that if at all possible and then here most recently it was forked and now there's a fork of it called io.js and that's that's sort of uh, crazy there we talked about Ember, the roadmap to 2.0. Uh, we talked a little bit about something unique that uh, Yehuda and Tom shared, which was learning from others um, in the community and focusing on community was, was some things they've done there. Um, Rust, they're planning on a 1.0 soon. Uh, we hope to do a show soon with their team. Steve Klabnik, who is sort of, I guess, part of the changelog. He doesn't really contribute too often, but he's sort of like a an alumni for, for many years now. He plays a, a feature here and there on shows. We plan to have a show with um, with him back talking to Yehuda about uh, JSON API and some cool stuff they're doing there, but some other news about them was with was Steven Yehuda joined as, as core with the Rust team. Uh, Docker versus CoreOS, there's some drama there, some missteps there we'd like to dig into and we plan to. Um, as we mentioned earlier with Angular, there's 2.0 concerns with backward compatibility and just some some unique things is, that are happening in the, in the in the community there. Sadly, we had some people pass away. I don't know if it's a – it's definitely not a comprehensive list of people passing away, but no. uh, Jim Wyrick and uh, Ezra Zimatovich both highly impacted the community. Those are two that we particularly, uh, particularly covered and earmarked to a degree and um, – Definitely sad about their passing. Wish their family uh, nothing but blessings of peace and, and comfort in this time. Um, especially going into holidays, it's never easy having a loved one be lost. Me and my family, we personally have someone who's a loved one who's lost, and so we're going into, into this holiday season with with um, a lot of mourning, but also some joy of, of this new year. But um, some tough times for sure. Um. I would say the PHP spec one, that was pretty neat. Having uh, Sarah Goldman on the show, she's got such a huge, deep knowledge of PHP. Uh, no what doubt, she does man. at Facebook and keeping it fast and HHVM. And, I mean, amazing, amazing work. So having her on the show, we plan to have more of her and her cohorts at uh, Facebook on the show to talk about hack and other stuff. And, you know, kudos to, to Facebook, too, to step in and help unify the community there, too. In addition, I mean, Facebook... You know, 
they're not my favorite company out there, but these guys have been really killing it with open source lately. Yeah. Uh, the Flux stuff they did this year, yep. uh, React, which is is growing more and more popular. Yep. Um, yeah, the PHP stuff, Hack. It's just like one thing after the next. Facebook just keeps releasing more and more high quality open source stuff. And you know, you say this couple of their names, and we haven't had shows on those. Right. And I'll say, you know, from my point of view, I wish we could cover more. I. It's not that we don't because we don't want to. It's because we just don't have all the time in the world. This is, uh, to a degree, a hobby for us, you know, for both of us even. Mm-hmm. And neither of us are doing this full time. So we are covering as much as we can, as well as we can. And that's that's been our goal. So just to kind of hang on that comment there. Um, Debian was forked. I don't have any more details about that, but that was news for everyone else. We did talk about it in the Change Law Weekly, so if you... Don't subscribe to that. We've talked about it. Lost this show. You should go to uh, thechangelog.com slash weekly and subscribe. Um, we had shows on Perl, which is a first for us, and .NET. Uh, Microsoft has never been on this show. They've been mentioned as far as NuGet and, and whatnot, but that's about it. We had core team members from the .NET core team on the show. We had Ovid on talking about Perl, so we'd like to expand more on that. And... Uh, let me go to Twitter real quick because I wanted to pull up this person's name. Uh, Andy, I don't know how to see your last name. I won't try, but uh, he's at and uh, S-C-H-W-A on Twitter. He uh, gave us a comment, which I think is, is nice, that will help us frame some new stuff we'll work on for 2015, which is to better cover Emacs, Linux, Rust, C++, other um, functional programming languages like Clojure. We'd love to do that, and like you said earlier, Jared, ping is one way to help us do that. So we're we're a two man and some army around here. We got Beverly on the team as well, but our team has grown and it's shrunk. Um, that's just because it's you know it's it's hard to keep everybody keeping a change log. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so it's tough work, man. This I see is tough what you work. Did there, I, I, you see what I did there. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we'd love to cover more system level stuff. Um, We've seen, you know, specifically Go and Rust have really exploded in the yes. last couple of years. Go, um, you know, has become really established. Rust still hasn't hit 1.0, but there's so much excitement around the possibilities there. Um, C and C++, you know, we those are things that you and I just do not come across very often, at least in a way that we can know for sure, like, this is cool, this is noteworthy. Um, we're doing our best, but, uh, we need y'all help if, if we're going to cover those things. And if anybody out there is super passionate about these particular topics and want to see shows on these, want to sh- see more coverage, whether it's in the newsletter or on the website, reach out to us and definitely get in touch. Yeah. Let's, uh, we got the ping repo. You can email us directly though. Although ping is probably the best way to do it. Just get in touch. If you've got ideas, we're, we're an open book. We might not be always, always be able to, to deliver on everything we, we would like to and, like I said, we try our best, but um, as I said, that topic list there we just rattled off was not a comprehensive list. It was just something that's been uh, roughly pulled together of from recent issues of the weekly and the blog and the podcast itself. But uh, I'll just say it's been great serving the open source community um, this year, just doing whatever we can. We want to do more of it. And whatever you can do, the listener, whatever you can do as, as a listener and as a as a reader of the change log, you know, become a member. That's the easiest way to support us. Um, subscribe to weekly, tell people about weekly. That's the easiest way you can support us. We would do something like a Patreon or get up or something like that. But honestly, our membership is our Patreon. Our membership is our get up. That's the way we do it. Um, we do it through Stripe. It's totally secure. You support us directly. We don't got to share that money with anybody else. It directly benefits and supports Jared and I making sure that we can, Keep a change log and keep supporting open source. Maybe even go to more conferences and do some cool stuff like we will release here in the first part of 2015. So I won't say what that is just yet, but it involves video. That's that's about it. Um, so what's the best way to close the show? What do you think? Just I say think bye. Just say see you in 2015. See you in 2015. That's it. See you in 2015. That's see, it. See you in 2015. So if you've listened this far, thank you very much. Uh, We appreciate your support, and we'll see you in 2015.